It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Hello, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Pleasure to be with you. Lots to do today, as always. We've got a good lineup. We're going to talk about Ukraine and Hunter Biden's laptop. This laptop story is getting out of hand. And uh, it's, it's a hornet's nest. It's going to blow up in Joe Biden's face. He just, he just cannot keep saying that he didn't know anything, that he never talked to, to his son Hunter or anybody else in the family business. <laughs> the family business. It's like, uh, it's like a mafioso story, what they've done. We're talking about Ukraine, too. We've got Robert O'Brien former Trump national security advisor. Let me make a few comments about this uh, Ukraine story. Very, very good editorial op-ed piece by General Wesley Clark, who I've known for many years. He's a smart guy. He's a Democrat, by the by, who, uh, in fact, he ran for president as a Democrat years ago. But um, let's see, it was yesterday or the day before, I don't know, Wednesday, Thursday or Friday. Anyway, point is on Ukraine, this is a very important moment in the Ukrainian story. And Wes Clark makes the case, which has been made by Gary Kasparov, the former Russian uh, chess grandmaster and human rights advocate who was, who was on our... Uh, uh, Fox Business Show, Kudlow, earlier last week, and made by other people too now, that having whipped the Russians, having stopped the Kiev invasion, now we're fighting in the eastern part of Ukraine, in the Donbass region, the Russian army, which was so badly defeated, in its uh, in this in Kiev and around Kiev and north of Kiev uh, and Belarus, all that stuff they've lost badly. There's an opportunity here to beat them, to defeat them in the east. Believe it or not, all our generals were wrong. General Milley was wrong. The Biden administration was wrong. The brave Ukrainians, courageous Zelensky. You know, suffering unbelievable civilian losses, wars against humanity. I mean, Putin obviously is a, is a war criminal. But here's the thing that point that, that General Clark made, which others have made. If you win, if the Ukrainians can beat them in the east and literally drive them out, not only would this be a tremendous victory for sovereignty, democracy, for international law and order, but also it would defeat and end Vladimir Putin's regime. That's the key point. And a second point related to that, a victory in Ukraine driving out Putin will send the strongest possible message to the Chinese that if they have dreams of Taiwan or any of the uh, Asian Pacific territories, including the Philippines, but Taiwan is the most important, that they can't get away 
with that kind of with that kind of violation of sovereignty, that kind of imperialism, that kind of uh, uh, world dominance. Can't get away with it. So this is a big moment. The next couple of weeks are going to be hugely important. Now, it's a central point here that the U.S. government has got to supply all of the weapons that they need. The MiGs, the Sukhoi aircraft, the artillery rounds, all of it is so vitally important. But the Ukraine, if the U- Ukrainians can prevail, will secure the borders, expel Russia from all of Donbass, and it will end Vladimir Putin's regime. That's the regime change. And Biden, you know, flirted with regime change. He said that. Uh, it's now, I guess, two weeks ago. Then they all, then they all backed off, ran it back. They shouldn't have. It was the best thing Biden said in his whole presidencies failed presidency, but at least he got that point right. Putin is a war criminal. He is a crook. He has committed crimes against humanity. The things that the Russians are doing, you see with the bombing of the train stations, yet another example. Hitting you know, elderly people, men, women, children, whatnot. I mean, it's horrible. And then, of course, this uh, Ukrainian victory, stopping Russia and Ukraine would, of course, in a sense, guarantee uh, Moldova, Georgia. It would also stop them from going into the Baltic states and Poland and so forth. That's why this is so important. And it would undermine China. Really, there's nothing more important right now. Biden's whole administration has to focus on this point. The urgency is incredibly important. The intensity is important. I don't know if they're up to it. Now, they have provided weapons, yes. It just seems slow. Everything is always slow. Ukrainians need it now, and it takes a bunch of weeks. You know, the other one is that cutting off Russian oil exports to the U.S., cutting that off. The, you know, the date that that goes into place is June 24th. I mean, we're still buying Russian oil and gas, not as much as the Euro- Europeans are the worst here. I mean, the Europeans are still providing Putin with a billion dollars a day, roughly. Almost $40 billion since the war began because of their oil and gas purchases. They just cannot get away from that. They could if we had decent energy policies and of course the whole issue of producing more oil and gas and the green new deal and all the damage that that has done to our foreign policy and our national security not to speak of what it's done here in the united states with gasoline prices and one of the contributors to inflation not the only one but one of them but the point i'm making is the biden's it just always seemed to be you know a dollar short and a day late helping ukraine I mean, even cutting off the Russian oil imports, June 24th, huh? Really? It's three months from now. April, May, June. Why are we waiting there? We'd we still be providing money financing Putin's war machine. And all of this is of a piece. And they cannot continue. They have got to step up with intensity and urgency 
and get the weapons to the Ukraines so that Zelensky and his military people can fight back. You know, the Ukrainian army has done so well, but they need air cover. They need air power. And that's really what it boils down to. Can we get them the weaponry to win? Not a standoff, but to win. Russia could be pushed out. And if they are, Putin will be pushed out. He's a thug. He's a war criminal. He's a dictator. He's an autocrat. He's a crook. He's stolen hundreds of billions of dollars. His $700 million yacht is still sitting off the coast of Italy. I don't know why we haven't seized it. It's his boat. Everybody knows it. We've sanctioned him. So take his boat. That's what sanctions are all about. Anyway, that's the key point right now. And you know, this story, I mean, this slips over into our economy as well. I mean, you've got, you've got skyrocketing food prices. It's a very bad story. We, of course, we have skyrocketing energy prices, but we have skyrocketing food prices. Again, much of the inflation is a function of excess money creation by the Fed, excess government spending, really deficit finance government spending goes back a year. And the inflation rate has jumped to 8% from less than 2%. But the war is having an impact. Yes, all prices, gasoline prices, although they have been rising sharply before the war. Food prices, which have been gradually rising before the war. What you have now is wheat prices and grain prices are exploding. You know, Ukraine was the breadbasket of Europe. Ukraine is a big uh, exporter of wheat and grain and fertilizer. That's been cut off. And the same is true in Russia. You've got supply chain problems in the Black Sea. You can't get stuff out. So Europe is suffering, and it's also affecting world prices, and it's affecting American farm prices. And that's affecting consumers. And it's showing up in the Consumer Price Index. So it's yet another reason for the need for urgency on the part of the Biden administration to throw all our resources to President Zelensky and his military so they can win. See, one issue here is we've never had a clear statement from Biden that the U.S. wants a Ukrainian victory in this war. We've never had that statement. We had a kind of light-footed reference to it, I guess yesterday from the Pentagon spokesman, Kirby. But he didn't really come out and say victory in Ukraine. But that should be the goal. And again, think of this. You could get rid of Putin without a single boot, a single American boot on the ground. Not a single troop. We do it by helping the brave, courageous Ukrainians, their military and their people. That's the way to do it. They want to do it themselves, but they need the resources. They need the money, and they need the weaponry, the hard weaponry, the lethal weaponry, the air weaponry. 
We're whipping them on the ground. Ukraine's whipping them on the ground. But they need air cover. And Russians have these missiles, so they need air defense systems. And we have given them some. We have. We never got them the MiGs, the Soviet MiGs in Poland. That, you know, it's been weeks since that discussion has been going on, and we still have not delivered those MiGs. We, we have not given the okay. So my point that this morning to open the show is that the stakes are so high. We should seek victory, not a standoff, not a lousy peace treaty that the Russians will, you know, walk away from like they always do. We have a chance. The Ukrainians are tough, brave, courageous. Let's help them. Let's maximize everything. Let's do it fast. This is a turning point in history. I don't know if the Bidens get that. They're always behind the eight ball. They always leave from behind. They're always slow. Just go for it. Don't worry about the enmity of Putin. You can get Putin out. He will be thrown out if he loses Ukraine. And then you'll send an incredibly tough, strong message to China. These are important themes. These are, And, of course, you'll help the world economy. You'll help the American economy regarding energy and food. So let's get going. That's a key point here. I'll begin the show with that. Anyway, join us during the week. As I said, Fox Business, Cudlow is the name of the show, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 p.m. show's doing great. People have been wonderful. Viewers have been terrific. We appreciate the support. The show's been a great success. And we've got a lot more to do here. You can live stream us, by the by. It's LarryCudlowShow.com, LarryCudlowShow.com. Live stream us over the Internet, uh, throughout the country, around the world, throughout the solar system. I'm Cudlow. We'll be right back after this brief message. Now, back to the Larry Cudlow Show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Cudlow. Great to be with you. You know, it's a big issue. Is I'm going to touch upon this over the course of the show is this um, immigration issue. It's really quite remarkable. Border, the border crisis, of course, is getting worse and worse. And now the Bidens want to get rid of this Title 42. That was a pandemic-related uh, border issue, immigration restraint issue, trying to keep folks out. You know, two million illegals crossed the border last year. It's a terrible story. And the only only thing we had is Title 42. They got rid of the, they stopped building the wall. Uh, they got rid of the Remain in Mexico. And in 2020, Title 42 was good, was used well. 2021, I mean, they didn't enforce it, but Title 42, you've got to have COVID protection. And if you don't, you go back. You go back across, you go back into Mexico or wherever. And they want to get they want to do away with that. The Bidens want to do away with that. The CDC, which should not be running immigration policy, nonetheless wants to do that. Uh, I believe it would be expires in the next few weeks. And it'll be mass illegal immigration across the border. That's what's going to happen. I mean, what's happened is bad enough. 
but at least they could they could have used Title 42. And it's a great problem. And the Bidens have never had a policy to stop illegal immigration. I mean, this guy, Mayorkas, who's the Secretary of uh, Homeland Security, DHS, he's on news shows this past week telling people it was, it was the Trump administration that gutted all of our protections uh, for illegals. It's a, I mean, it's just a flat-out lie. It was the Biden administration. Now they want to get rid of Title 42, but, you know, catch and deport was given up. As I said, remain in Mexico was given up. Building the wall was given up. I mean, me, I'm, I say save America, build the wall. I say save America, go back to remain in Mexico. I say save America, keep Title 42, keep it. We cannot let another couple of million people in. And by the by, the story here is not just the issue of illegals. The story here is the narco-terrorists who run the border. The story here is drug trafficking, fentanyl trafficking. You know, China, I mean, I was at the dinner with President Trump and China President Xi in Buenos Aires. It was a G20 meeting, 2019. And Trump said to Xi, the first thing he said was, would you stop fentanyl? Would you make it illegal in China? And she agreed. And then, of course, lied. And so they export, China exports fentanyl, the raw materials. The drugs are made in Mexico. And they're sent across the border, killing, killing thousands of, of people here in America. It's about drug trafficking. It's about sex trafficking. It's about kiddie trafficking, children. The border is out of control. And one of the few things that could work is to keep this COVID restraint, this Title 42 COVID restraint. And they're not going to do it. I don't know if it can be stopped. Republicans and some Democrats, by the way, in swing states, Hassan of New New Hampshire, for example, Kelly in Arizona, they would like to either couple COVID aid with keeping Title 42 or just having a vote on Title 42. If you had a straight up and down vote on Title 42, it would win. And Chuck Schumer, our New York guy, is opposed to it. Carrying water for the Biden administration, which does not care about our border, has no interest in our border. It's crazy. And it's a big, big issue. The other last thing, I just want to tease you with this. Elon Musk to the rescue, taking a huge stake. He's now the biggest shareholder in Twitter, and they are going to have to change their ways. They're going to have to, they're going to, have to allow some free speech. And my point on this is Twitter just, you know, you post it. Twitter should post it and let people decide whether it's good, bad, ugly, or the rest. But free speech from Elon Musk on Twitter. It's potentially a terrific story. Anyway, I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to take a quick break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk more about the Ukraine with Robert O'Brien, former National Security Advisor. Stay with us, folks. Stay with us. I'm Kudlow. Lots more to do.